the Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products is right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels championship aspirations all year long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury-Ins and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. ACHA hockey fans, we are back. It is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Centennial, Colorado, where it's a beautiful 75 degrees and uh, partly cloudy, so I'll take it. It's summer in the rock or spring in the Rockies. <clears throat> My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a been a minute since we've done a, a show, an ACHA show, but uh, we've had a lot going on with the NCAA season winding down, with running a champion there, and then the NHL and the AHL seasons, regular seasons winding down. But we are back together and. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, absolutely, and we're uh, we're definitely uh, talking hockey because uh, we're going to bring on our guest right away. We've got the head coach from the uh, uh, University of Oregon Ducks, uh, Riley Orr, is joining us, and Riley and I spoke uh, in person, did a little feature back in late February. I know the season didn't end the way he wanted to, but things are happening around that campus in Medford, Oregon, so uh, without further ado... Coach Orr, Scott, and uh, Stephen with you tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. All I had to do was follow Twitter, and uh, I said, I got to have you back on and have you back on soon because, uh, man, oh, man, that commit list that you are bringing in is pretty darn impressive on paper. So before we even go any farther, let's just start talking about some of these guys that you're bringing in. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a busy, busy off season for sure. But uh, you know, got a lot of horses coming in, and we're just itching to get the season going. Okay, it's not just the players, though. I understand there's some building getting started on your campus as well, or close to your rink. Yeah, well, right now we're actually uh, putting in a new locker room uh, at our current rink right now, so it should be uh, should be up ready to go for next season, and that's just you know a nice treat for the guys and obviously the coaching staff and everyone that's a part of the program. So really looking forward to getting in there as well. Fourteen hundred square feet—that's got to be just spacious, and you guys have to be loving it. Um, for for those that don't know. Your rink uh, is is uh, what the rink exchange is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Rink How far is that from campus? Uh, I believe two miles. Okay, so not, not, not bad. Not too far. All right. Well, Stephen, jump in if you got some questions for Coach because we got to uh, we got to get him going. He's got family in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old family. You got to love them. Anyways, um, so you. You talk about uh, we'll talk about the rink and, and right off the bat then. Um, so having it so close to campus, that has to be a nice nice thing when when you have games and stuff there because um, that's that's going to be a, a nice nice thing for you guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're excited just to have uh, more home games this upcoming year. Last year with, uh, you know, our push to to make the jump to ACHA Division One, um, you know, we sunk a lot of our budget into you know, being on the road and getting some Division One games and kind of getting the guys up to speed and whatnot. But uh, this upcoming year, we've got uh, eight home weekends. So, you know, we had a lot of... Uh, we had, we had a good thing going there towards the end of the, the year or really all year. We only had uh, two home weekend series last year in Eugene, so it was tough to really get that momentum going, but we had a lot of support in those games, so we're just uh, very excited to have more home games and uh, be bringing in some uh, you know Pac-12 opponents and whatnot that will be exciting for the fans. Yeah, so, um, so what, what, a little preview of the schedule. I know – um, when are you guys planning on on releasing it? Uh, maybe some teasers as to what what that schedule might look like, the home games that you might do, and some of the the trips that you might take this year. Um, from what you from anything you can you can divulge. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give up too much. I know uh, our our media guys wanting to do a little uh, kind of a release uh, for for the fans out there and whatnot. So. We'll probably be doing that here within the next month or so, but uh, it, it's pretty much complete and we're very happy with it. We've got some uh, pretty tough games in there and some, you know, some top top five, top 10 ACHA Division One teams. So we're looking forward to it. The one thing I will say is uh, we will be going to Minot for three games there. So that'll be a big test for us and, you know, kind of see where we, where we stack up against... <laughs> the top teams well we I, other teams will tell you how, how fun of a trip that is <laughs> just don't go in yeah. january coach just don't go in yeah. january <laughs> yeah. okay so so let's get into this because when i saw you uh here in the in denver um you guys i thought played really well you just you just lost in overtime and, and it was really a, a, a i thought a really hard fought game and then then you had a little time and then you got to go play uh at uh, UNLV, Stephen was there to watch that one. Um, how did that set you up uh, for the uh, recruiting process and and everything to build for next year? That trip to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean it was a disappointing end to our season there at regionals. Uh, I thought we came out pretty slow in that uh, slow in that game and kind of you know dug a bit of a hole and we were able to claw our way back, but ultimately came up short short if i think if that third period would have went a couple minutes longer i think we probably would have won and who knows what would have happened but unfortunately that wasn't the case but uh, as far as the unlv weekend i mean that was an intimidating weekend for sure after you get knocked out at division two regionals to be going and playing the top you know i think they were the number four team at the time um and then they obviously went on a run there at nationals as well but we were just excited to show our returning players, you know, exactly the caliber it needs to be. If we want to be one of the top teams, this is, you know, a great test to see where we need to be at for next season. And just for them as the leaders and driving the bus to kind of help the new guys and keep them on uh, the right path and everything. And just, yeah, basically just uh, a, a good test to see where we need to be at for next season. If we want to, you know, be one of the top teams. And so when you look when you look at that, then when you when you digest those two games against UNLV, and I know you played other D1 opponents throughout the season too, not just UNLV, but what were some of the biggest things that that you learned that now is, and we'll get to the recruiting part in a minute, but just that you had to go out and you know and, and fill your roster as you're going to make this jump. What was the biggest thing that you noticed the transition that you're going to experience from D2 to D1, just based on those games that you got to play? Well, I think the depth, uh, that's a big thing. I mean, UNLV, they're four lines deep. They've they've got a solid decor, really good goaltending. So they're just a really complete team. So uh, I thought we played really well in those games and hung around for sure. But we didn't, I didn't think we generated enough offense to really come out of there with a, with a W. So, I mean, that's kind of been our emphasis. And that was, to be honest, that was one of our big struggles all year was putting the puck in the net. Um, you know, we were a pretty good defensive team and, uh, you know, we'd score in bunches and then we, we'd go dry for, for periods. So I think that was our uh, main focus is just a getting that depth and B uh, getting some guys that can put the puck in the net. 
Coach, I, I know you've made a few trips back to Canada and uh, it really searched the BCHL and the Calgary area, but tell us some of the guys that you got commits. Uh, who, who are you really most excited about? Or uh, tell us all of them if you want. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I can't take all the, all the credit for that. I've got, <laughs> I've got my brother there in, uh, the Calgary area that I mean, not many people are moving the way he's moving when it comes to recruiting. So <laughs> he's pretty much putting them on a platter for me. He's sniffing them out, finding them and then putting them on a platter. And I just have to kind of close the deal. So he's been a huge help for us there, uh, getting those Canadian guys for sure. But, uh, you know, some of the guys I'll do, uh, I'll do a couple forwards here. I'll give you a Canadian forward and an American forward that I'm excited. All I mean, right. For starters, I'm excited about all of them. I mean, I think we've got a lot of really good players coming in. And the most exciting part about these guys is they're all leaders. Their coaches speak the world of these guys, letters of recommendations, left, right, and center. And, you know, yeah, just great human beings. So that's something we were searching for as well. And that's something that I think we've done a good job in, uh, again, trying to build the culture and everything. So we're excited about all our recruits. I think two that uh, stand out to me would be Ethan Jamernick. He's coming uh, from the Okotoks Oilers out of the AJHL. Um, you know, he's, he's played a lot of games in the AJHL, which to me is one of the best junior A leagues uh, in North America. And he's been playing there. I believe he played games at 16 and then 17, 18, 19, 20. So he's an assistant <laughs> captain for, for many of those years. And, and he's just, he's a hockey player. He's going to be, he's going to be fun. He works, works uh, very hard and is just, you know, an all around hockey guy. So very excited to get him in. And then, uh, I believe we posted uh, Barack today, but uh, Barack Brzezlowski, we're very excited about him as well. He's coming from Kenai River in the NA, um, and he's, again, highly offensive, very fast, skilled forward that uh, should kind of lead the charge for us as well next year. You know, here's the interesting part of that is that you've got me searching and scouring uh, the Canadian Junior Leagues now because <laughs> I've, I've heard some of these names and I wanted to go back and find out just how good they were because you guys just kept posting them one after another. So kudos to your social media team for starters. But um, every time I look at a guy, I'm going like, holy cow, uh, if, he's <laughs> if he's really the deal, you've got yourself a winner. So um, how – how difficult or hasn't it been difficult to sell um, the University of Oregon and Medford, Oregon on uh, this, this rise in the hockey program? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, back when we were D2, it was pretty tough. I think everyone, uh, you know, knew, knew about Division One and, and was always searching for ACHA Division One. So we were close on some of these guys in past years, but we could just never kind of get over that hump and, now that we, you know, posted about the division one and we were accepted, it's been crazy. We've had, uh, I mean, geez, I, I honestly feel like we could field two or three hockey teams at this point that would be good. I mean, we're having to, you know, kind of turn guys down at this point of we're full and we don't want to be, you know, one of those programs that is, that is out over recruiting or doing things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 not very tough. I would I wouldn't say it's tough recruiting people to the area. I mean, for a hockey player coming from Canada, especially where uh, you know long winters, uh, <laughs> it's 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 a breath of fresh air when you can come to a place that geographically, I mean, it's it yeah you get some rain, but I mean realistically, it's it's golfable. 12 months out of the year. So for a Canadian, that perks the ears up a little bit. Um, and Put then the university, up too, by the way, <laughs> the university, I mean, it's, it's the university of Oregon. It's got such a brand that, you know, we're not having to try to explain what the university of Oregon is to these people. Everyone has heard of it. It's a world renowned Institute. So, I mean, we're pretty blessed to, uh, you know, have the power of the university of Oregon behind us. Let me ask about the uh, – just since the season ended and we talked about some of the, the recruiting you've had to do, um, what has that 
been like? I mean, it's. It, I think a lot of times when people don't understand that, you know, for for a coach uh, for yourself that runs the program, that the the season itself is is a lot of work. But sometimes it's almost more as much or more work for the coaches and the, and the those that run the team in the off season than the actual season. So. How has that been for you so far this this offseason? Obviously, it's been pretty pretty. <laughs> but maybe some of if you've had what kind of trips you've had to take, or just uh, just kind of just those sort of things. You know, I haven't I haven't taken any trips uh, since the season ended. But I mean, to say that we're busy right now is an understatement. I mean, we've got a lot of recruits coming into town, so we're doing you know campus tours, uh, arena tours, living you know apartment tours, stuff like that. I actually had one today, so you know I had the kid for about four hours just kind of touring around. But not only that, the biggest thing and why I actually wanted these recruits to go out and get these commitment posts posted right away was we're the new kid on the block. So for the longest time we we were struggling getting the schedule put together. So I wanted to get those commits out there so that these other teams realize that, you know, we are going to be a good game. It is going to be competitive and we're not out here just trying to move up just to say we're at D one. We truly want to compete and, you know, be a top team. So we wanted to get those out so that the other teams could kind of see what we got coming in. And uh, maybe that opens up a weekend that maybe otherwise they wouldn't have offered. So uh, you know, now that we're now that the schedule is pretty much winding down and recruiting is winding down. I mean, we've still got, say, four or five guys that we that we've got recruited that need to be talked or posted about and whatnot. But um, the biggest thing now is just the whole locker room. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of work in itself, just getting the permitting and uh, everything in line to get to break ground and actually get that locker room going. So traditionally, I mean, off seasons for us have, I mean, they've never been slow by any means, but this one's just another level. And as it should be, we're moving up a division and, and trying to make the, make the, locker room obviously get the locker room build out and everything so that we can have perks for guys coming here not only is it a great school with a with a, a winning hockey team but just having those extra bells and whistles that's something that we feel like is only going to help us recruit down in the long run as well here now if i remember correctly when uh grand canyon and um danny roy he he he, he got his hands dirty and actually helped with the the built rebuilding of their locker room are you are you getting in there too and getting your, your hands dirty too and actually doing some of the work? <laughs> i don't know how handy i am but i mean i'll definitely be around there uh, i'll be more of a foreman position i think kind of pointing and <laughs> but no we're we're definitely i mean we've got uh uh, one of our players, his dad's going to come up wow. and his dad's going to, you know, do some of the work so that, you know, we can cut a little bit of costs there. And uh, we've got our captain, him and his boss are going to build the stalls and stuff like that. So any way to cut a little bit of the cost down uh, is, is huge for us. I mean, ACHA program, it's an expensive build. So or we can cut some costs. We're doing that. But I mean, it's going to be state of the art and. I'm sure my hands will get dirty. <laughs> but that's important. But that's important, though, because if to have kind of net, networks like this, because uh, you're right, because there is a big cost associated with ACHA programs and, and being able to tap on maybe parents that are that have backgrounds and that sort of stuff or just people that are willing to help. That's all part of help building a program. And especially for you guys, as you've made this jump, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be spitting out numbers, but I mean, it's a, it's an expensive build. So, I mean, if you can, you know, cut off 20 grand of labor, I mean, that's, that's huge for us at this level. So um, very appreciative of the, of some of the parents and just, I mean, even players, they're wanting to get involved because they're so excited about it. So we'll have a lot of hands on deck and we're just hoping that uh, we can get all this permitting done and, and get going on it here sooner than later. All right. Two things that I want to ask you before we let you go is um, <clears throat> can you talk a little bit about, where you're going to be traveling around the state of Oregon, because I know last year you made some, some pretty nice jumps and uh, did some pretty unique things. So anything you can and talk about that yet, or is it still too soon? No, no, I can, I can touch on that. I mean, we're going to do uh, pretty similar to last year here. We're going to have a game down in Southern Oregon. That one's towards the uh, end of the year, but 
we'll play a division two game down there. Um, again, just, just get the fans down there. And I mean, it's a fun trip for the guys. And again, we love that support that we get down there. It's a sold out barn, crazy atmosphere. So that's always a fun one. So we're going to do that again. And then, uh, we're going to go back over to bend Oregon and do the outdoor game again. So we've got that one. Um, and they want to do, you know, they want to do that one bigger and better than last year. So I think they saw how successful it was. The entire city there was behind it. It was sold out, you know, a couple of days after we posted tickets and there were a lot of fans that didn't get to, didn't get in. So I think they're opening up to, you know, bring in bigger, bigger grandstands so that we can pack that place even more. And then uh, the last one, I mean, we kind of got to wait on the WHL schedule here, but uh we're hoping to get a Pac-12 opponent up in Portland this year at uh, the Coliseum. So that's one that, uh, you know, that's kind of untapped from our, from us. We haven't ever went north of Eugene here, but uh, hoping to get into Portland, put on an event up there, and I think that'll be huge. Uh, we got the Portland Winterhawks. They're wanting to partner with us and cross-promote it. And, you know, they're kind of in our corner here for the, the NCAA push as well. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that works out, but we got to wait and see, uh, see what the WHL schedule has in store and, and go from there. All right. Final one for me is, uh, I see on your website, the Oregon Ducks hockey camp has a date, uh, January or January, June 14th to the 17th in Medford. Uh, so tell yeah. us a little bit about that and, uh, how that's going as far as getting players and what people can do to register and get out there and uh, be a part of it. Yeah, well, you can go online to the OregonDucksHockey.com website, and it should be right there on the home screen if you're, you know, in the Medford area or really, I mean, anywhere in the Oregon area, if you can come down for a weekend. Uh, me and the coaches are going to put on a camp down there. We've got uh, a good good amount of uh, registrants already, so it's kind of our first camp. We're just getting our feet wet there. We're excited to go down there and, you know, teach some of the younger, younger athletes, uh, you know, some of the skills uh, needed to move up to the next level. So we'll see how that goes, but we're very excited about that and uh, hoping it's first of many. Is that different age levels, Riley, uh, or what's the age levels that will be participating? Well, we're still, I mean, it's an open registration right now. So once we close it down, I mean, we'll see where we're at and if there's a huge dispersity in the, uh, ages we, we might have to do two different camps right now a lot of uh the signups are 14 year olds to 17 year olds so um yeah i mean it'll be a couple on ice sessions off ice session daily uh we'll have a little coaches talk daily with them as well so it's a three-day three-day camp and should be a lot of information uh some good skills work and definitely something uh that you know the young kids down there who are wanting or, or dreaming about, uh, you know, moving up the ladder to the next level. I think they should all get out there and, and, uh, you know, take part in it and learn a thing or two. All right. Final one. And we'll let you go on this one is, uh, tell us about the uh, sponsorship opportunities. Cause that's where, uh, that's what keeps you going is, uh, having sponsors and, and what's it been like, uh, the talk now that, uh, hey, this group is actually making that jump to ACHAD one, and who knows what be what comes beyond that. But uh, what's the what's the uh, opportunities been like, and how do they get a hold of you if they'd like to be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, if they'd like to be a part of it again, you can go to the Oregon Ducks hockey website and uh, shoot us a message in there. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely uh, always searching for sponsors, and that's something that. Uh, once we kind of wind down with the current project, uh, we're going to be hitting the pavement pretty hard here uh, locally, looking for sponsors. We've been uh, we've been knocking on some doors right now, and we've got a couple uh, potential suitors that are looking to get involved. That would be awesome for the program, and could really you know take this thing even you know another notch or two up. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's huge at this level. We're not we're not sanctioned by the university. We're not a varsity sport. So I mean a lot of this comes down to the work that the coaches or even the players uh, want to put into it. And I mean it's still players are paying dues, stuff like that to to grow the budget and make sure that we can fly everywhere we need to fly and whatnot. So 
my goal and my dream or vision, I guess, would be uh, within the next few years to have no dues out here. So in order to do that, we got to get some uh, more people on board and try to uh, try to grow it through sponsorship and whatnot, where we're finally self-sustainable and don't have to rely heavily on uh, player dues or anything like that. So we're we're always open always listening for uh potential sponsors and like i said we'll be hitting the ground running here probably again within the month riley we appreciate you taking some time for us here in the middle of summer i know you got family and recruits and all that good stuff so keep us informed i'm going to keep plugging along and uh and tracking these guys through their junior teams because uh <laughs> holy cow uh that's that's fun that that's a fun thing for me so um, enjoy the rest of the evening and uh, hopefully we'll see you. Maybe I'll show up on June 14th or something just to see your camp. How about that? There you go. I'd love <laughs> it. I'd love it. Well, thanks for having me guys. I appreciate, uh, you know, talking with you guys and getting the word out there. So I look forward to being back on one of these days. And you absolutely know that you are part of our coverage area because I put out the official tweet today with, uh, all of the teams that we're covering. So we're glad to have you on board as one of our coverage teams. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. We appreciate it. All right, folks. That's uh, Riley Orr, the head coach of the Oregon Ducks, joining us tonight. Steve and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to be back to uh, talk some more ACHA hockey in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. 
Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Centennial, Colorado, where the sun is setting on a uh, beautiful 75-degree day with no wind, which is kind of fun here in the front range. My co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, um, probably uh, shedding a few tears here and there because uh, his Golden Knights are uh, up against it. But Stephen, how are you doing, really? Uh, doing okay. It's uh, NFL draft week here in Las Vegas, so the city's uh, excited for that. Imagine that city being excited for something other than hockey. But <laughs> but yes, uh, there is an NFL draft going on uh, starting tomorrow. Everything's getting all set up. I saw the Caesar in front of Caesar's Palace with the NFL draft stuff on today. Uh, they got the stage on the Bellagio. Fountain's all ready to go. The strip is going to be sh- uh, between the Bellagio is going to be shut down tomorrow. So that's people will be able to pile on onto the strip there. And that section be in front of the Bellagio to see the stage there. They got all the, the festivities and happening over by the link. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, few days here in Las Vegas for the NFL draft. They're hoping, you know, they're thinking maybe 600,000 people at least uh, over the next three days here. So it's going to be uh, big, but the hockey yeah, it's uh, it's a little sad because the Golden Knights look like their playoff hopes, as slim as they might have been at this point in in uh, it, 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 what's happened. Of course, transpired over the last couple of days, are going to be uh, gone. But there is still going to be playoff hockey here because the uh, Henderson Silver Knights <laughs> will be in the uh, AHL. I was the optimist. I was the optimist. I For how it. long we don't know because it could be a very <laughs> short playoff run. But but they're in. That's the main thing. Okay, so you know what I like to do after we have a guest on? I like to talk about what we each heard because you heard something from Coach Orr. I heard something from Coach Orr. Um, Before we jump into that, I'll tell you that this team not only is really good on paper right now, but uh, they had a pretty good season last year. I know they didn't get to the national tournament like they wanted to and and hope they would, but I think they took some uh, very valuable lessons out of not only the run to the the national tournament, but also – as you mentioned, the opportunity to play some D1 teams last year. Um, their D2 record last year is 17-4-1-0. Their Pac-8 record was undefeated at 12-0-0. And their overall record of 18-9-1-0 included those games against ACHA teams. So coming off of a pandemic season, announcing that they're going to make the jump to Division One, uh, what did you hear from Coach Orr tonight that got you excited about Ducks hockey? Well, let me comment first on what you said about how good they looked. I, I saw them at their last two games in in Las Vegas here against UNLV, and and they they were playing pretty, uh, you know, they were playing pretty pretty decent. I thought. I mean, you know, especially for a team that just week prior had lost in the uh, regionals in Colorado, and then you know they came out here and played UNLV. Of course, UNLV was was gearing up for the national tournament, so you know they maybe didn't play their full on uh, energy like 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 they normally would as they did in the national tournament all year long. So, but still, I mean, and it was very entertaining game. The Oregon really held, held around uh, in those games. And, and uh, I think it really impressed uh, uh, a lot of people that were there in at city national watching those games and, and the other coaches and everything. And so I, I it's going to be exciting to see this team next year. You know, one thing that I think, you know, kind of have, they have going for them is as, as we see another, uh, levels is that they are the new kid on the block, so to speak, in the uh, Division One level. So everybody's excited about the the new kid. And they're not the only ones moving, making that jump. So they share it with a few other teams. But um, the excitement, I'm sure, in that area is as as it was relayed to us uh, by Coach Orr and and just the players that want to go and play there and and compete there. And, and and I think what's great is that another team is on board. It gives more opportunity. Uh, for uh, players to play at the at that level, uh, when you have these other teams that make the to jump to the Division One level, uh, because we see occasionally a team will leave the ACHA and make the jump to the NCAA level. So it's good to see that you know other teams at the Division Two level can can make that 
that climb up to the the D1 level. So uh, there's more opportunities for players in various levels to to get spots on on these teams and play some high level uh, competitive hockey. Um, so that's kind of what I got from from just the overall sense of the interview. But just you know this the uh, the excitement and, and the anticipation for their season and and wanting to do everything right and and just uh, and and just the you know just the whole excitement for the for the season uh, upcoming uh, you know leading to their schedule release and and who they might play and, and the games that they're gonna have and and having a bunch of home games up there more than they than they've had so um, should be exciting. Yeah, I totally agree with you on all of that. The couple of things that I took away is um, they're recruiting to not only be um, an ACHA D1 team, but to be a very competitive ACHA D1 team. I like the fact that he said, hey, we're posting about all these guys because we're hoping that other teams realize that we're serious about this and that uh, they'll want to play us and give us some dates, even if we have to travel somewhere. And and going to Minot for three games is – that that's a daunting task that will uh that will let you know whether you're real or not in a real hurry so i was encouraged about that i was also encouraged about the fact that they're uh they're building the new locker room and getting the guys a few amenities that uh, they need and and finally i was impressed with the fact that he said hey you know at some point in the very near future we want to make this uh, a non-pay thing or we're raising enough money so you guys don't have to pay to play here yeah, and we see that in other schools uh, where they have that, where they don't the, the students don't don't really have to play, and we see how much maybe of an of, of an advantage that can be for a program to to have that. Obviously, to have the the, uh, the money flow come through like that, where where the players can can focus on just playing the the hockey and, and work on their schooling, of course, and and not have to worry about can they afford to to play, and, and you'll get some really uh, good players and that maybe don't have they're really good, but maybe don't have the, you know, the, the finances, maybe if they or their families that it would, that keeps them from playing on at this level or keeps them from playing on a lot of programs. And so that, that could be something down the road that if they can get to that, that would be uh, certainly really good for them and in, in, in their development as a program and, and what they're trying to aspire to. Um, so that, that's an important too. I was going to say something else, but I totally, I totally forgot. <laughs> you think about it, and I'll tell you that I'm also impressed with the fact that they're trying to win over the entire state of Oregon. They're going to play games in different places, in different venues, outside, inside, in front of big crowds, in, fi- in front of maybe smaller crowds, but, but they want to win over the entire state. And if you think that this uh, program is just going to sat- be satisfied at ACHAD1, I'm here to tell you that I think they have bigger goals in mind. And uh, I think ultimately they would like to be an NCAA program. And I think the way to do that, um, as Coach Powers has laid out that groundwork for all these guys, uh, you, you got to win. You got to be competitive at the level you're at. And uh, once you do that, that'll start to fill in the gaps of, uh, of, of other opportunities. So, um, excited to see what they do, um, you know, from here on out, because, uh, I'm telling you, you look at some of these kids that are coming in, there is some super skill with some of these guys. Yeah. I was looking at that earlier. I was looking at some of the, the players are coming in and I'd have to do more of a deep dive on, uh, on those, but, uh, they just seeing some of the names and where they came from and the numbers that they've, that were posted. It's, it's, it's certainly impressive, uh, for sure. Uh, two things now I, I think I came back to me, what I was going to bring up is uh, a word that you like to use a lot is relevancy and how teams stay relevant. And Oregon's kind of getting the jump on that with putting these these names out there so they they can know that, hey, we're here. We're, we want people to know what we're doing, um, establishing relevancy, and hopefully they can continue to, to do that and, and stay on that path because that, that really helps uh, promoting your program and the growth of it as we've seen and, and what you're trying to accomplish and and we see what when teams do that, what how, how much of a of a a positive, beneficial uh, thing that can be for for your team and for your program. So that that's important, and, and also that they kind of have a disadvantage because of, you know that area, you know they they can establish that Oregon area and, and really get the hockey, uh, you know that hockey uh, growing there, and and they can be part of that and and kind of be the first school to really be 
put out there as a as a hockey school, I guess, uh, at least in the Oregon area. I mean, there's other colleges there, but you don't hear too much about a hockey program there other than in Oregon. I'm sure there, there are others, college teams or whatever. But uh, So that's an advantage, too, to be kind of the first for something. It's similar to what, you know, as you said, Arizona State kind of did out in the, in the desert southwest area, you know, being kind of the first uh, really team to be serious about what their aspirations were and and uh, or, or at least in the pathway to do that. And they were able to, to get to the NCAA level and, and it's kind of started these other programs saying, Hey, we can do this. And, and we've seen now Lindenwood kind of join, joining. They've been wanting to kind of get to that point. And now they're, they're going to have an NCAA program in, in the Midwest area. So, uh, so it's kind of uh, exciting to see that as the hockey ACHA strength of hockey out this way can continue to grow, it will lead to, well, I'm sure I know you're hopeful for and what we're hopeful for that it'll be strength in the NCAA product out in the West too, that there'll be more programs out here, which is obviously what I think would be helpful for the, the, the strength of that. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's what the goal is. And hopefully uh, it will get to that point. I, I think it, it certainly could a few years down the road from now as other programs like UNLV and now Oregon, maybe San Diego state, another program, Arizona, you know, all these other schools can, can maybe, you know, get to that, get to that sort of stage. So. Yeah, that's exactly the case. And, you know, a lot of people told me um, during the uh, pandemic that, you know what, um, hockey's not going to survive. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to fall by the wayside um, because of the pandemic, because it's too costly, it's whatever. Um, it's just the opposite, Stephen. You've seen it as well as I have. When you're at the national tournament, you saw the the growing support for the ACHA level. I see it not only at ACHA, but at NCAA level of teams coming here and there. And, you know, it, it's, it's a process. And I think people have to understand that um, it, when, when I say process, it's like you can't just say, I'm going to be an NCAA hockey team and do it. You need finances. You need the uh, support of your university. You need uh, to be a competitive team. And uh, I think the Oregon Ducks have uh, – I've had a chance now to see the difference between D2 and D1 at ACHA level. And I think they know what the NCAA um, path is. And I think what they want to do is not skip any steps. I think they want to take them along the way, uh, be successful on the ice, build off the ice, as you can see uh, with the new locker room and, and the ability to, to raise money and to show people that, you know, bottom line on this, Stephen, is if you're an NCAA program for most schools, the, uh, the hockey program is the third or uh, in the top three, I should say, uh, revenue generators uh, from their sports programs. And, and can I say, I want to make a plug for some of the real MVPs at, uh, of the, uh, this level is parents and, and, and donors and, and just people that contribute to these programs, um, not just financially, but in this case, as they're trying to get a locker, maybe they, they physically can, can help, you know, people that are crafty or got that sort of background or are good with their hands. As I, as I said, uh, you know, what Danny Roy was able to help himself build a locker room with some of the players there and, and just what they're going to do in Oregon and, and getting and Cause that's important too, because those things cost. And if you can get people that are willing to put that time and effort into helping these programs out, because maybe they they got a kid that's on the team, they want to, you know, choke it or, or had a kid or somebody that they had an invested interest in that. And we see that at various teams and what their, their dedication that they, they do the money that they, they pump in to have their, their sons play on the, on the team and, or the women's teams for them to have their daughters play and, and just what their the time to travel, you know, when teams go away and they, and they go and travel to watch their kids play and, and support the team from on the road and, and going to the national tournament and just all that. It's, that's really what uh, makes the, the ACHA level thrive is, is the help of, of family members and, and people that, you know, supporters and, and uh, people that donate to programs and stuff and, and all that um, I think sometimes gets uh, lost in it, but uh, they, they, they should be commended too. And so that's just a, another plug for, for them, for what they bring to these programs too. And uh, so, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's well said. And let's not forget about the officials and the off ice officials Absolutely. that, uh, spend their times, uh, the guys that do the media stuff, um, whether it be a, a streaming broadcast or whatever. And a lot of times that's um, a, a volunteer time too. I mean, you know, you, I mean, 
some programs they do pay that, but sometimes people just do it just for the the love of what they what they want to see these programs succeed, and so they're they're willing to to, to lend their time uh, to to help with those sort of efforts. So that's uh, well commended. Well, just a little plug for us as well. Um, we we've had ten teams. We had the uh, WCHL, the entire WCHL. We now have added the two teams in the West that made the jump, the Oregon Ducks, obviously, and the uh, San Diego State Aztecs are also making the jump and have been added to our coverage area. So as we go through the summer, as you and I like to do, we like to uh, talk the relevancy part of it. So it, it looks to me like we got 11 more weeks left of just talking to coaches. <laughs> so that's going to put us almost three months uh, just getting, uh, get, getting a coach uh, all the way through. Um, and in addition to that, we keep track of their fundraisers because there's going to be some golf tournaments. There's going to be some camps, uh, all of those things. So we're going to rotate through and, and try to get a hold of all the coaches and give them the opportunity to plug their programs. You seemed real um, excited about making a June trip to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed excited or I did. No, you seemed excited <laughs> that you really wanted to I get think up Riley there was that. pretty excited too. He wanted to see me up there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody just loves to see you, Scott. <laughs> Everywhere I go, Stephen, that's the way it is. Just roll red carpets out everywhere. I oh go. Yeah. yeah, roll right. out red carpets. That's carpet a little tongue, it. a little tongue in cheek <laughs> on that one. But um, anyway, yeah, that I think that would be. Uh, you know, I I like to see things uh, in person as by our Monday show analytics and eyeballs. Um, you can read all the analytics you want, but when your eyes watch, certainly when my eyes watch. Uh, I can get a much better feel for what the program's going to be. And I'm talking about little things like how the team arrives, how they depart, how they handle wins, how they handle losses, uh, how they play the game. And there's so many things that analytics can't tell you. And uh, that's the beauty uh, of covering ACHA teams like we do is because you see how they come in. I've talked about this all year, Stephen, the WCHL especially. Um, they have uh, th their teams arrive like an NCAA team. They they look sharp. They're well dressed. They're dressed together. Uh, they do things as if they were an NCAA team, and that's how you make the next step. But those steps I was talking about, the progression happens because you play and act like a champion. Yeah, you really you really saw that at the national tournament. I got a first uh, hand perspective of that. Just how the teams uh, really. I mean, you see it. I mean, just even during the regular season sometimes when, you know, but I, you know, you don't see it on that because you're there the whole day and you see teams coming and going as the day's going along. You're seeing how they, how they're preparing for a game, how they maybe come, come into the rink or when they're done with the game, when they go out into the lobby or whatever, uh, you, you see a lot of that. You see what the, the teams are posting on, on their social media accounts and them arriving and stuff like that. And just, and a lot of them are very, very professional and, and, uh, certainly, um, you know, you, as I was sitting through that tournament, I was just at times I had to remind myself that this is an ACHA tournament. This is this is like NC almost NCAA quality stuff. I mean, you're closer to that that level of hockey than I am, but uh, you know, from just what I see from that, and just you know, it's just it's it's well uh, impressive. And of course, Lindenwood, the team that won, of course, already was acting like an NCAA program, as of course they were preparing for their move. But but uh, yeah, so it's just a uh, uh, real uh, impressive to see how these uh, and, and how. In, and, and that they take it very seriously, too. And you see those that don't take it as seriously, and it certainly makes a difference from the teams that, that do take it really seriously, that they want to be there and to compete, and not just necessarily just in the tournament, but just throughout the season in general to try to get to that point and just see others that just are trying to have more fun. Or maybe that's for the the, the other divisions, if you want to, you know, not, a, not to slight them or anything, but but it's very serious at the at the division one level, as it is the other levels, too, as, as I got a little taste of that, too, just bit during my time in, in St. Louis. But... Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's uh, it's real in, uh, impressive that what how serious the coaches and the staff and, and and how much they they put into the the look and the and the culture. That's the word I was like the culture of of the teams and what they're trying to accomplish in a in a year and all that matters. Uh, sure, you have to have the skill on the ice to compete and and win, but uh, you know, and I think that's what really helped UNLV too. And and not not you know that they're they're they probably had one of their best seasons because of. The, how close that team was and, and the culture they established and what they, and the, and they're obviously the roster of talent that they had. But um, I think all that, the leaders, the leaders that they had, not that they didn't have good leaders before, but just, just having it all come together. And I think that that's played a lot of why UNLV had one of the most, 
their, probably their most successful season, you know, not, not winning a championship, but getting very close to it. Well, the other thing, and I know you wanted to get this in, and unfortunately we just didn't have enough time, Coach, uh, or this time, but uh, the annual meeting was just uh, held uh, the 22nd through the 24th, I want to say, in uh, Bonita Springs, Florida, uh, Naples area, uh, kind of in conjunction with the uh, NCAA coaches convention as well. And, um, you know, that's kind of a nice reward for teams and coaches and administrators to, to get to go down to some warm weather and uh, kind of celebrate the season and look forward to what happens uh, in the upcoming years. So um, it, it'll be fun to talk to the coaches that were able to make it down there and find out, you know, exactly what they, uh, what they think the future of ACHA hockey is because that's where it is, right? It's, it's, it's grassroots stuff. And uh, next year we know the nationals will be at uh, in, in Boston. So I'm sure St. Louis did a fantastic job. You were there. Um, but but Boston coming up, um, I was there for well, the you NCAA in tournament. Yeah, you were in Boston. Yeah, I can, so you... I can tell you it's, it's a fantastic place to hold an event as well. Uh, I was a little worried about getting around, but that was no problem whatsoever. I didn't even bother with a car. I just uh, Ubered it uh, where I needed to go, and uh, that made made it getting around. So I'm, I'm looking what... forward to that tournament as well. But where the ACHA tournament is going to be is going to be in Marlboro, Massachusetts, which is not right in the heart of Boston. You were right there at, at TD Garden, so you know that's right in the heart of Boston. And but uh, I believe the, the the facility that the ACHA tournament is going to be is in in Marlboro. I'm sure some people will stay in Boston, but um, so you might you know the, the tra- if you're going to stay in Boston or if you want to visit Boston and and Marlboro, you know there's going to be a little bit of a tra- travel there, but. Uh, um, you know well, that let me, that's gonna be, what's gonna be exciting. What could be exciting? Well, for you, what could be exciting about it is that um, what everybody's gonna be there, which was the case for St. Louis, and and there is some question about whether they want to do that going forward. I, I, and I guess maybe that was discussed at the at the national at the at the meetings, and and maybe they want to go back to doing it doing it separately. But there was some benefit to it. I think it was kind of cool because you had all the divisions there. There was a there was a lot of activity there, and and, and you saw teams of other divisions. Uh, come and watch some of the other games, Division One level, whatever. So that was cool. Um, so I guess there's some there's some uh, things of, of discussion about that maybe going back to to doing it separately. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, everybody's going to be in Boston. It's all going to be at the same time too. So all, all the all the divisions and they've got like four or five ice sheets that are going to be uh, there. I've heard there's some the building may not be as nice as, as St. Louis, so that we'll have to see. But uh, but it will be cool to. To, to to have it on the east coast it's going to be harder for us because we're a west west based <laughs> show here and uh, and of course we'll have to trek out all the way to boston but you know that's okay you made it there safe and sound and back so why not uh, why not, <laughs> why not yeah, we, we won't April? take the route that i went though we'll uh, we'll avoid <laughs> no. going to florida no. and then to boston <laughs> yes. uh, trying to make it a straighter flight um i i will say as well that uh, one thing i did notice about boston is um you know, you don't realize until you look on a map that, uh, like, there were events held, like the Hobie Baker Award was held in a in a different part of Boston, a suburb, I guess. And I was going like, wow, I wonder how far that is. And I looked on my map, and it was like a mile from where I was staying. But, uh, you know, the, the being right on the ocean like that and the rivers and, and things there, the, you don't realize how close you are to some things. And uh, I know the, uh, the media hotel uh, that I did not stay at, was uh, walking distance uh, to TV Garden. So I'm sure they will accommodate all of those things and make sure that uh, everybody gets taken uh, uh, care of as far as that. But uh, well, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big undertaking too because, as I said, all five divisions, it'll be at the same time with, you know, with the one we just had. You know, there were some that were, you know, like the women's didn't start until after we let, after the M1 finished and then, you know, the D2 didn't start to like a few days in and it was, you know, there was some overlap, but um, you know, it was over 10 days overall, but, but some started later, some started, you know, right away. So uh, this one is supposedly the six days or seven days or however long it'll all five divisions, um, the three men's and the two women's ones will all simultaneously do their, do their tournament uh, field uh, at the same time. So it will be a big undertaking, but I know that, that uh, the Boston representatives, uh, uh, Boston Bruins and, and who are going to be involved. And then obviously the ACHA, which does a heck of a job putting this on, like I said, really got to see that firsthand too at the national tournament. They, they do a, they do a 
they do a good job of just, you know, getting one game finished, especially when it went, especially a five overtime game and making, trying to keep everything on time as best you can and, and, and adjusting and, and doing what. Oh, what wait a minute. There was an overtime game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a, just a couple overtime games. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting because there's so much, uh, so much going on and so much great hockey. And, you know, that's the other thing I want to touch on before we say goodnight tonight is that this, the level of college hockey has just increased so much over the last seven years that, that since we started this company is that it's just ridiculous because um, COVID had a lot to do with it, believe it or not. That, uh, that extra year of eligibility at, at both the ACHA and the NCAA level and uh, I really think that a lot of people and a lot of teams and a lot of players um, really had a chance to reflect during the, uh, the COVID times and go, wow, this can really happen. Just out of nowhere, we can lose our entire livelihood, if you will, for a, for a 16 to 22 or three-year-old. Um, it's prime time for them to uh, showcase their talents. So I really think that's helped if I can say that uh, politically correct in, in really growing the game, because now people don't think uh, they don't take things for granted. Like they maybe did in the past. No, absolutely. I think there was, there was some be uh, benefit on that, that regard in, in, in that way. And, and just seeing um, these players that did take the, the extra year of eligibility, whether it be at the ACHA level or the NCA level, um, you know, just being able to, to have another year to, to refine their game and, and to have a chance to compete at a, you know, for a championship. Cause we lost uh, two tournaments in the, uh, in the ACHA and I, I'm sure the, the NCA too, because uh, or at least one, but um, well, yeah, it was some, some more teams, some teams lost one, one opportunity, some lost two, depending on who got to play. But, but yeah, so it was just, uh, so yeah, you kind of, you kind of take things for granted sometimes in life and something like this happens or another, sadly, another traumatic sort of event that kind of, makes you like, whoa, okay, I need, you know, it's makes you, makes you kind of hopefully realize that, that uh, what you have, the ability to play hockey at this case and just, and, and that it, yeah, you know, nothing's take, can't take it for granted. So that's, that's important. Well, you know, and I, I'll throw this out there in kind of conclusion, but um, a lot of talk with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and you're certainly in that locker room and in that, those media areas for us. And uh, you, you see what's happened and, uh, you know, the, the tragic so, events. I don't think we have October. enough time to, <laughs> I don't think we have no, enough we're time not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we're going to make, we're going to make my point on this, but what I'm saying is uh, the tragic events of one October uh, back in what, 2017, um, that, that propelled and, and brought a team together and uh, they really uh, skyrocketed in the NHL because of it. Now, when they have some adversity themselves, it seems like everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and go, yeah. uh, see, it's karma. It's whatever. Uh, no, it's not karma. It's just, uh, you gotta, you, it, it's not easy. Right. And Vegas, uh, it wasn't easy for them the first year they got to the, uh, Stanley cup final and it's harder getting back to it. So it's yeah. cyclical too. I mean, teams get better. I mean, right now I'm in Colorado and watching one of the best teams and if not the best team in, in all of NHL hockey right here, uh, but they went through their lumps. They lost in the second round a couple of years in a row. Uh, so, I mean, you know what? It is what it is. But uh, just realize what sometimes what goes around comes around. And because it's cyclical, it could be your team next. It can, yeah. I mean, Golden Knights fans have certainly been uh, spoiled in a way of having the success that they've had in, their, in five years of hockey uh, play. Um, and so – you know, not making the playoffs for the first time, which is very likely at this point, uh, is you know it's it's gonna sting. And obviously, there's there's a lot of uh, characters in, or a lot of characters in that locker room. I mean, like you know, a lot of in that locker room, there's character people uh, in that locker room that are gonna take it hard as they should. And, and the fans will will be critical and, and, and to this and that and stuff. But in the perspective of of you know, in five seasons to have four playoff uh, appearances a few deep runs in that. Of course you had a bubble scenario. You had a, a, a pandemic season too. And obviously a Stanley Cup final in the first season, which was, which was fantastic. And, and, uh, but now the expectations there to, to, to be at that level every year. And, and it's just not feasible really. I mean, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay as good as they are, there's going to be a point where they're going to struggle for a bit, 
you know, and, and it just happens. It's part of the, the game, especially the era that with salary caps and rosters have to continually change because of the, the, the limitations there and contracts, people uh, get, make more money and, and they just can't afford to keep everybody around for forever. So um, that happens. Yep. That's called the salary cap, my friend. That is a salary cap. Okay. Um, well, I will let everybody know we that we will continue. Things. Well, before we wrap things up on, I, you know, we've talked, we, we've wrapped the tournament up. You know, we haven't had a show in a few weeks. Um, they've come out with some uh, tournament teams, and we, we, we'll kind of recap those. Uh, Kyle Jeffers, uh, as we found out at the tournament, he was named the uh, Joe Batista uh, Most Valuable Player. Uh, he was also the leading scorer for the, uh, the ACHA National Tournament from Lindenwood. Had five goals, three assists uh, for eight points. Uh, they also announced the first team all-tournament. And that was uh, the goalie Trent uh, Burnham for Lindenwood, who was outstanding. Uh, defenseman Aiden uh, Yamachuk from Lindenwood. Uh, defensive Caleb Price from Lindenwood. <laughs> Forward number 19, Cage Sturzer from Lindenwood. <laughs> Forward number 19, Vitaly. Well, what's, what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a different. There we go. Vitaly uh, Mikhailov. I probably said that wrong. I apologize because I interviewed the guy, but I, I apologize. Uh, University of Central Oklahoma. So he, that's definitely well deserved. He was outstanding in the tournament. Part of why Central Oklahoma was able to get to the uh, to the championship game, a couple of overtime uh, goals, um, at least one if I can remember. But I think at least he had a, a game go ahead goal or whatever. Uh, and then of course Ryan Finnegan, uh, number seventeen from Lindenwood University. So almost the whole entire uh, defense or entire line of uh, Lindenwood there. But uh, second team all tournament uh, goalie number fifty seven Benjamin Kelch from Central Oklahoma. He was well, he was outstanding too. I mean, <laughs> I mean all the hockey he had to play and all the overtimes and everything and and what he had to face and and again to get help get his team to the championship game definitely uh, definitely well deserved there. Uh, defenseman Justin Cole. Uh, Dubecki from Central Oklahoma, uh, defenseman uh, Sheldon Nolan from Adrian College, uh, forward number 91, Zach uh, Guerra from University of Central Oklahoma, uh, forward number 21, Jason Demizio from uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, who was outstanding in the tournament as well, and forward uh, Bradley Gallant, who really, really had a really excellent season all year for UNLV. It took him a little bit to get going offensively, but he was he was outstanding, and he was certainly a factor in the tournament too. And and so another UNLV player there in the second team all tournament. And there's some bunch of honorable mentions too. People can go on the ACHA website and and look at those. Uh, I don't have time to list them all here. There's about I think 20 or so that are I count. So people can go online and see those. But those are the some of the tournament teams and and uh, MVP and leading scorer uh, mentions there. Good stuff. I will uh, remind everybody as well that uh, we will be making the rounds. So continue to uh, to listen to the podcast and uh, listen for your favorite coach to uh, to talk with us and uh, kind of recap last season and preview the upcoming season. Our thanks to Riley uh, Orr from Oregon from kicking things off for us this year as we uh, uh, welcome in the Oregon Ducks and of course the San Diego State Aztecs to our coverage area. And we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the peacemaker. So take it away, my friend. Five months. I, I think kind of about five months uh, will be, uh, <laughs> there'll be games again in the ACHA because it's April now. You got May, June, July, August, September. So about five months or so. Uh, and even before that, you'll see camps starting up and probably scrimmage games. And so uh, it will be here sooner than we know it. Now I'll get to this. From the uh, Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, our, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Uh, Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. Uh, ACHA Division I Hockey and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. Uh, by M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Uh, Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs. This is barbecue, Las Vegas style. 
uh, Jurian and Sweets. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight JD Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The great app available for download at Apple Podcasts. The Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. And one more mention about the ACHA tournament. The coach of the year was uh, Rick Zamba from Lindenwood. So <laughs> there's another Lindenwood uh, person there. But, uh, of course, they had a, a pretty d- dominant season. And, and, of course, now they'll be pursuing their uh, interest in the NCAA. And so, of course, which you've added them on for the NCAA coverage. So you'll be, you and Paul will be following them more closely now on that level and, uh, and see how they can do it as they are going to be newbies in the NCAA ranks. Yep. And if you want to get to the top of the uh, ACHA D1 ranks, that's a good path to follow is the path of the Lindenwood Lions as they uh, went undefeated this year to uh, capture the uh, national championship. All right. Once again, our thanks to the head coach from the Oregon Ducks, Riley Orr, for joining us. We will continue to move around our 12 teams in our coverage area, get a chance to visit with all the coaches for the next uh, 11 weeks, I guess. So we'll say goodnight to Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone.